Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to episode number 70 of the Basketball Card Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. You can reach me at the real 27 guy on Instagram and in other social platforms. Welcome to episode number 70, guys. It's good to have you. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Basketball Card Fanatic Magazine. Basketball Card Fanatic is the magazine for basketball card fanatics. Um, we've been doing it for three years. It is a blast. It's 32 pages of high-quality basketball card content every month. It's direct to your doorstep, making magazines cool again. Please uh, hit bcfmag.com. Again, bcfmag.com to subscribe. Today, guys, I want to talk to you about um, why my phone has been buzzing nonstop for the last couple of hours since the news was made public, news that I think a lot of people have been waiting for for a little while, and that is that PWCC has been acquired by Fanatics. Um, I'm really excited to be able to talk to you guys about this. Uh, Just a little bit about my background, just in case this is the first time that you're listening. Um, I was a full-time employee at PWCC. between the beginning part, beginning of June, I was hired on during May of last year, and was let go uh, on August, or excuse me, on April 27th of this year in a full-time capacity, but I am still um, affiliated with the company. There's a lot of great people over there that I love working with. I create content for the marketing team and uh, have an agreement to do that as a private uh, contractor, but I'm no longer employed in a full-time role. And so, Today's news is huge news for me personally, and um, and I think for the sports card market uh, as a whole. PWCC is a company that I've been affiliated with, not just uh, because I worked directly there, but they've been a huge supporter of BCF, uh, that's Basketball Card Fanatic Magazine, and um, so I have been grateful for them and, and my dealings with them. And so understand all those things as we begin, but also understand that since I, you know, was laid out, laid off. I have, uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of things at the company and have had a lot of experiences with them and uh, am somewhat familiar with um, how things go in big business. Prior to joining PW, PWCC, I worked at a company in Salt Lake. It was a private equity slash multi um, strategy investment firm where we worked with private equity and venture capital, and specifically this this thing that kind of sits in the middle of those two things called growth capital, um, or growth uh, growth stage investments. And so um, PWCC is a growth stage company and has been a growth stage company for a long time. And so um, so somewhat familiar with, with what's happening right now with them and Fanatics as a strategic acquirer and have some insights on that. So I'm excited to... I don't want to say I'm excited. I'm, I'm interested in sharing some of my thoughts on what's happened, um, on my level of surprise and and those types of things. So let's jump right into it. Um, again, today the news came across. Um, Darren Ravel wrote a, a quick article from the Action Network that talked about PWCC being acquired by Fanatics, and. Again, my phone has not stopped buzzing since then. Um, messages on Instagram, texts, all sorts of things. And people are asking me things like, what do you think? Are you surprised? What's your reaction? And so I guess I'll start with, am I surprised? I'm not even a little surprised. Um, PWCC has been operating, as I said, as a growth stage company for a long time. What does that mean? Well, when people 
we're asking the question, you know, is PWCC making money? Is PWCC burning money? Where, where are they as a company? I had a lot of people asking me these questions and I have to be super sensitive to this stuff, right? Like, um, there's information that I would share it as a full-time employee, but I don't want to just like go dump all of that out there. I won't go dump all of that out there, but I think a lot of it's fairly public. And so the things that are public, I think are fair, are fair to talk about and, and understanding, you know, things as a, as a, as an investor, um, or from the perspective of the, from the investor, I think is something that I can certainly opine on. So, um, no, I wasn't surprised at all. I wasn't surprised at all because this is what the goal has been for a long time. Um, PWCC again has been has been in growth mode for a long time. They've been wanting to be attractive to potential suitors for a long time, and so when you have a company that's that's really successful, that's growing, and has crazy potential to do a lot of amazing things there there's really only a few ways that they are harvested as a company one way is through ipo right um or through a spac through some sort of initial public offering some sort of you know becoming a securitized um sold by the share sort of company typically companies like that have this sort of billion dollar minimum um that people that people largely try to stick to that's not Totally hard and fast rule, but it's fairly fairly common. That hasn't really seemed like a real strong possibility since maybe somewhere in 2021. When the market was completely booming, you could talk yourself into that. And I think there's probably people who did within the company and outside the company think that PWCC was a potential, you know, IPO, big time, you know, not, not big time, but potential public uh, company. Um, the other main way is through being acquired by a strategic acquirer. And if you do your the math, if you look out at the landscape and say, okay, who here is a strategic acquirer? There's not a lot of people, right? There's not a lot of entities that are clearly strategic acquirers. You can list them on one hand, right? The number one by far was Fanatics. And it has been for a long time. And so you know, as I have listened to people talk internally and externally, and they've sort of guessed, and there's just been no question to me that Fanatics was always the one that made the most sense. Why? Because Fanatics needs the marketplace. And PWCC is the best marketplace out there. You would say, oh, no, it's eBay, or it's, you know, it's Collector's Universe, or it's, it's uh, you know, it's Golden's Vault, it's one of these things. It's not, guys. It's PWCC. It's been PWCC for a long time. Why? Because they beat everybody to the vault by years. And they have processes and people in place and locations in place and all these things that aren't easy to replicate. And they've done a fantastic job of it. And I've been consistent on telling everybody this that's asked me. PWCC has done a tremendous job of running the vault and you've got to give them all the credit in the world for that because that's that those years worth of um, head start, I think, made a huge difference here. And Fanatics needs that. Why does Fanatics need that? Because Fanatics is a really smart company, right? They're they're coming in with a clear goal that they've stated publicly, which is 
we want to own as much of this whole process as we can possibly own. So it's everything from the beginning to the end. It is from the creation of the card all the way through to the selling of the card, the whole marketplace. Sorry, I just got cut off there for just a second. So Fanatics wants to own the whole marketplace from beginning to end, and that involves a marketplace, right? It turns out having a marketplace is hugely significant. Why is it so significant? Because, like, think about it from, like, Think about it from like the perspective of anything you do with cards, right? If you, actually, let's just think about BCF for a second. <laughs> so Basketball Card Fanatic is this wonderful magazine that people want. They want to be able to have it in their hands. They want to be able to buy it. Well, here's, there's so many complications though. Like how do we get people their magazine? If they're subscribed before the magazine comes out, it's really easy, right? It goes str straight from the printer to them. What if somebody wants the magazine after it comes out? What does that look like? What do I have to do? I basically have to have a fulfillment center, right? A fulfillment center for just a single thing like a magazine is already super annoying. But imagine having a fulfillment center for millions and millions of like individual SKUs, individual very different specific assets, right? ComC does it, right? ComC does a great job of it. ComC takes a long time. I love ComC, by the way. But they but they take a long time to do it. Um, PWCC has done it better than anyone else has. They have. Like, I'm not just saying that just because I've worked for them. Like, they have done a far better job of it. And it's not just because they have the year's head start, but that year's head start has allowed them to do such a fantastic job. So Fanatics comes in, they say, what do we need? Like, in the chain of, in the chain from, like, everything that we we're going to do from beginning to end, what do we need? They need, they need a marketplace. They need a place that can, where you can buy and where you can sell and they need something that's a vault and they need, need something that will mail things and they need a place that will receive things. They need all of this stuff and they get that with PWCC. And so does it make sense? It always made sense. It's made sense for years. And if you woke up today and you heard the news and you're like, oh, that's shocking. I'm not trying to be mean. It's because you haven't been thinking about it, right? For the longest time we've had this crash sort of like this crash, uh, what am I trying to say, path of like, you've got the collector's universe, guys, and you've got fanatics. And and in the middle of all of this, you also have PWCC. And PWCC was the biggest sort of like entity that could be acquired. And, you know, as, we, as was made public today in the article, like collector's universe was also trying to get PWCC. Why? It's not, it's not hard to figure these things out, guys. PWCC and what it's enabled to do is hugely valuable. Now, it might not be valued the same way as some elements of the community are, but but again, I think it's it's hugely valuable. So um, I could continue to talk about why this was obvious and why it was always going to happen for a long time. The question is, why did it happen now? And so I think, you know, there are things that I was not privy privy to as a member of, of the company, but there's some things that are pretty clear, right? And part of these were talked about in Darren Ravel's piece. Some of them maybe aren't. Some of them maybe been speculated on. But things that we know, right? We know that PWCC had this loan program. And we know that as part of this loan program that people were enabled to basically get loans on their cards in their vault up to a certain percentage 
and then use that cash for buying cards or doing whatever else. With For most people, it was 40%. Do we know that it was 40% from everyone? I don't know that. I think there's a chance that maybe it was higher for some people. Again, do I know it? I don't know it. I'm just speculating. Do we know that the market has decreased significantly in value? Yes. So could it be possible that there are literally dozens of people that took out hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans, maybe millions of dollars in loans, and that they didn't actually have the assets in their account that backed those loans um, that then, you know, that then when the market went down, that, that they just said, okay, you keep my cards and, and I'm not going to think about this loan anymore. Could that have happened? Yeah. So let's back up a little bit. The idea behind the loans was, and this is, it's not just PWCC that's done this, other places have done it too, and they need to be able to compete with each other. And people are smart, they shop around, right? So somebody goes to, let's say, ABC shop, and they say, hey, I have cards, and I want to take out a loan on my cards. I have a $2 million collection, and I want you to loan me a half a million dollars. Is this possible? Pretty much everybody in everywhere in the space, as long as the $2 million is real, pretty much everywhere in the space that offers these loans would have been able to, been willing to do that. Why? Because they're using that $2 million collection as collateral. Oh, hey, my two, two-year-old just came in to visit me. Hold on one sec. I'll be right back. Man, two interruptions in one episode. That is way un, un, unlike me. Sorry about that. So, okay. So let's go back to this example. $2 million you've got in your, you've got in assets. What the the vault or the company, I was giving you this example, ABC company, right? This ABC company says, we'll give you a half a million dollar loan if you place your $2 million in assets in our possession. This is a really simple thing that we have here. The $2 million act as collateral for the loan. So what the company is saying is, even if you end up defaulting on your payments, even if you can't pay us back, we're fine because we'll just sell your stuff and it's easy for us and there's very low risk and we're going to make our interest and it's going to be great. So that company is offering that. Well, let's say that they're doing it at a clip of 10% and let's say that they're willing to give up to 25% on your assets. So then you go from ABC company to F company and you say, hey, ABC company said they do this. What will you be willing to do? What's DEF company going to do? They're going to say, we're going to give you $600,000 and we're going to do it at 9%. Who are you going to choose? Of course, you're going to choose the second one. So what happens is all these companies come in and they're, they're each offering their different, um, the, the different variables that are going to try to get you hooked. Well, that's why the vault is so important because if there's a vault that does everything that it's supposed to do, then you're probably going to get stuck to that vault. The vault is really sticky, right? It gets people in, invested in, in that company. You're most likely to not want to have to have them shipped, right? They're not, they're not digital assets. They're not stocks. They're not easily transferable. You've got to send them through the mail and you're, you know, you're insuring them for millions of dollars in this case and that sort of thing. It's, it's sticky. And so the, but the, the, Thing that I'm trying to illustrate is that you had several options, and my guess is that PWCC, along with other entities, really, as the market then decreased, really overextended by giving way too much, um, by having too much faith in the market. And so 
could there be a situation where some of these companies gave up to like 80% or 90%? Could that be? I'm not saying they did. Again, I don't know. I, that's not where it, I did not live in that world. I did not work in that world. But is that possible? Yes. And could that have possibly left entities like PWCC with a significant amount of debt? Yeah, it could have. And in that case, if you're suddenly like not, if you suddenly don't have a lot of cash, what do you do? Well, you can raise a round of financing. You can get somebody to invest in your company, but with a market that's decreased the way that it has, um, and you know, with all of this debt on the books, are some of those potential private investors going to be looking at your company as as you know, as they they might you know, is like is is being super. Um, I don't know, super appetizing, they might not. And the reason they might not is that, you know, it doesn't have all of the things that you want in a, new, in, a, in a company, right? It's got some warts. That's normal. That happens all the time. And is that what happened to PWCC? Again, I don't know, but I think there's a, I think there's a good chance that PWCC sat there with debt on the books that needs to be paid with... Um, cash, but with with less cash than they need, with a lot of expenses, including you know a, a, a smaller team, but still a large team that needs to be paid, and processes that need to be performed. And look, PWCC still has the ability to do all of these things that I talked about far better, far better than any of the competition. Right? They do it far better, and. Even though those other companies that are trying to come in and do those things as well as PWCC have tried, like they just can't. They're, people don't like those vaults as much, and they've got all sorts of warts. And so, um, I think, you know, does it make sense for, for for PWCC to be acquired by Fanatics? Again, to put a bow on it all, yes, it does. And am I shocked about it? I'm not surprised even for a second. And if you were to ask me yesterday, who's the who's the company that's going to acquire PWCC? I would have told you Fanatics if you would have asked me last month and if you would have asked me last year. It always made sense. And here we are. And the world has changed for the world of cardboard collectors. And uh, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for PWCC. Um, I'm... Um, I'm, I'm excited for fanatics, I'm excited to see what fanatics goals are going to be long-term, but it's like somebody who understands this world of growth capital. Um, is it, is it shocking to me that they're, that they're doing this and is it going to be shocking to me when they acquire a few other companies? It's not at all. And, uh, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the, how the, how the market grows along the way. So the thing that I'm left asking right now is sort of the connection between the layoffs and the acquisition. Because, you know, obviously I'm part of that and getting laid off is, um, I, I wrote a big message about this on my Instagram and everything I said there was true. Um, I am still a huge fan of PWCC, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing and I'm grateful for the things that I get to continue to do with PWCC. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a very positive thing that, that they've accomplished over the course of the last several years. Um, vaulting in and of itself is one of the most important things that's happened in our space really ever. Um, the way that people look at cards and collectibles now as legitimate assets is, uh, is really important. And people will scoff at that and say, oh, nobody really still thinks of them that way. Bullcrap. You've got a vault there in Oregon that has close to a billion dollars in assets in it. And they do 
tens of millions of dollars in sales every month. It's a huge, huge opportunity for investors, for tech, for really the entire like world of business and investment, um, the world of collectibles is. And, um, you know, people say, I don't view my cards as investments. I say, good for you. But like, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I know people and I am one of these people who has made more, um, you know, in terms of like my net worth, I've made far more on and a far greater return on sports cards than I have on anything else. Right. And that's despite the fact that I've been invested in strong private equity and strong public securities, cards have outperformed by a long shot. So um, it'll be interesting to see as the time passes what's going to happen long term. But Fanatics is a behemoth in the space. PWCC was right, was ripe for the taking. Um, you can be, let me, let me make sure one thing's really clear. You can be very wealthy and have very bad, have a very bad cash situation. That happens all the time. It happens to wealthy people all the time. In the world of private equity, you could have a fund that is, that has a 40% IRR and is up 3, 3x and has massive cash issues. Has no more callable capital, has no cash in their bank account, and is screwed. It happens all the time. And when you have l large dips in the market, um, cash issues can become really real. My guess is that the layoffs actually harmed the cash situation because I think there's probably a lot of people who pulled their cash out. Now that Fanatics has acquired the company, I think those people have pulled their cash out, probably realize I didn't really need to do that. Um, you know, there are people with hundreds of thousands of dollars just sitting in PWCC that I think over the course of the last several weeks, likely, some of them likely pulled it out. Now, did they need to? Obviously, they didn't. But even though PWCC had all these processes in place, and even though the company was a hundred plus million dollar company, um, they needed to be able to satisfy cash things. It's just, again, there's a difference between being wealthy and having a good cash situation. And companies always have to monitor both things. Um, including companies, especially companies that are growth stage that are lar that are burning cash. Um, so anyway, I've said a lot here today. You know, the last thing I'll say is it stinks being let go and then having a company be acquired because I think a lot of us who who were let go are also people who had things in our contract that said, hey, if we you know are acquired by somebody and then you're let go, you'll get a year's worth of your compensation, right? I think probably most, I think everybody in the company had that. I know I did. And so to be let go and then to have that happen, it sucks. Um, but at the same time, that's business. That's how business works, right? Sometimes in business, people and entities sort of leave you feeling like, oh gosh, you know, you did something out of your convenience and for your, for your benefit here. But, you know, at, at the same time, that doesn't make those people bad people. It doesn't mean that they, you know, that they really were just looking out for themselves. It may have been what the company had to do to survive. All right, guys, on that note, the basketball card podcast is back weekly. I will be talking about everything related to basketball cards, usually far more about cards and far less about companies and about business. 
Um, the very first basketball card podcast ever. I know I've been uh, inconsistent over the course of the last several years, but between the basketball card podcast, basketball card fanatic magazine, and all the other content that you see on at the real 27 guys, Instagram account, uh, I'm trying to get you guys every bit of content you could ever need in this world. So, uh, please like, please follow, please share, please do all the things that you can do to help us grow because this is it for me now, guys. This is my gig. So hope you guys have a great day and until next time.